This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditch the norm to live their best life and become location independent. This week, I'm so excited to speak with Jackie New, who is a nomadic traveler along with her husband and two children. Jackie and her husband decided to sell almost all of their belongings in order to travel the world after leaving their 9 to 5. They were able to be full-time travelers by planning for financial independence and living minimally. Listen on to find out how to do full-time minimalist travel with a family. joining us for this interview with Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Hi, Debbie. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for talking to us today. I'm so excited to speak with you. Now, can you fill in the gaps of your story and why you live an offbeat life? Sure. No problem. Um, we're from Melbourne, Australia. My husband and I and two kids who are now um, 13 and 10. And we were working towards the white picket fence like many others um, and realized that it wasn't really for us um, and we came to a point in our jobs where we were able to leave those because we we're at sort of turning points and yeah one day my husband came to me and said hey a crazy idea what do you think about traveling the world full-time and I'm an all-in or nothing at all sort of person so I'm like yeah that sounds fantastic so we've been traveling on savings for the last two years um, we sold everything that we owned and we packed up in carry-on backpack each and took off. That is pretty amazing, especially it's not just you and your husband. You also have two children. Yes. And a lot of people are afraid to do that, right? I mean, we're already afraid to do it when we're on our own. I can't even imagine what it was like for the both of you to decide this as a family. We're big planners, so... Um, we put everything on a spreadsheet, worked out where we wanted to go, how much money we spend, what we're going to do about education. And then um, it was more the lead up to it was intense. And then once we left, we thought, wow, what are we worrying about? This is great. This is fantastic. And we just took it as it came. And pretty much everything that we planned went out the window anyway. But yeah, I think that's how we dealt with the big decision. We just, we just plan a lot. What were the first steps that you actually took in order to realize this goal that you had to travel the world full time? For us, um, we initially started to work towards financial independence. Uh, we had like a 10-year plan to say, you know, like by the time our kids finish school, we will have enough money to support ourselves financially that we can go and travel. And so working towards that goal, we were saving everything that I earned and and just using the money that my husband earned to live with. At the same time, we're also reading a lot on from Mr. Money Moustache about saving and, and financial independence. Um, we were running a budget and tracking our expenses, so that was like the turning point for us um, and helped us to save the money that we've been travelling on for the last over two years. I suppose another important thing for us, like another turning point, was minimalism. So... Uh, we started to work towards minimizing the stuff that we had in our home, which eventually allowed us to backpack that we carry on only on the plane. You are both planners, so that's a great way to do it. Otherwise, you yep. would have just dove into there and then you would have been back to square one if you did that. 
Yeah, the biggest point was definitely the budget. So um, anyone looking at doing anything, I mean, start a budget and, and look at where you spend your money and I can promise you that you can cut back. How has being a minimalist helped you actually achieve this goal? Do you have any big thing that you actually sacrifice? It's definitely a process. I still struggle with it, even though I've been probably on the extreme end of minimalism for over two years now. But I do I do struggle still. But yeah, I mean, working through starts smaller and, you know, work out what you don't use anymore. Like maybe go through your room and go, okay, well, if I don't use this in three months, then it goes into a box. And then if I still don't look at it in three months, then I can get rid of it. And then also, I suppose, looking at creative ways to, to get rid of it. Don't just throw it out. If it can, if it's, you know, somebody else can use it and you can give it to an op shop or a thrift store, then that's probably like, you know, the best way to, to start the process into minimalism. Because it's not just about throwing things away. It's repurposing them somehow. If somebody else can use them, you can recycle them in a, a more positive way than just throwing things and making it into garbage. What has been the biggest setback that you have encountered and how did you usually handle it? So I would say the biggest thing for us has been that we've moved too quickly. So we've been traveling for just over two years and we've been to over 42 countries. I would call it itchy feet being from Australia because we're so far away from everything that, you know, like when we finally took off we're like yes I need to see this and once I'm here oh well I'm not ready to settle I need to see what's next and what's next um so for us that's been a setback because it's allow sorry it's been hard to work while we travel so fast and it's been hard to school and it's also cost us more money wise to travel so fast so that definitely like if we were to take off again and and change things up which we will be we'll be going a lot slower to incorporate all those three things in our life I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions that we all have going into this lifestyle is that we think we could just easily travel and work at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) And then we don't realize how much of a big adjustment it is just to be in a new environment and feeling comfortable there. And it really takes a long time to do that. So there's a huge difference if you know the area, you're comfortable with your environment to just moving all over the place. It actually stops you from being productive. It really does. To give you an idea, I started our travel blog before we left the house two years ago. And I only just officially launched it like six weeks ago. So because we traveled so fast, I had no time to do anything apart from see what I was, you know, experience what I was, where I was traveling to. So now we're making a conscious effort. We've just spent the longest. We've just been in San Miguel de Allende and we were there for just over two months. So that's the longest we've been anywhere in two years. So it was really great to help our schooling and work to be able to stop and actually take time out for those things, not just travel. (laughs) And how were you able to choose a location that worked the best for you and your family? Because we're traveling on savings, so far, our travel has been sort of focused around the flights and, and where we can get cheap flights to. So we started in, in Asia. Um, we spent about nine months there. Um, and then we moved to Europe and we spent over about 14 months in Europe. But it was just where can we find the cheap flights? Where How can we get from one location to the other? 
And then once they're um, spending a, a certain amount of time in that continent just to make it, that big trip worthwhile. So that's been our main way that we travel so far. But moving forward, we've just spent the last, as I said, we've just spent the last just over two months in San Miguel. We went there because we knew there are other travellers like us who go there. Um, and we were lucky enough to meet so many amazing people. So I think moving forward, we'll be moving into communities where we know that there's world schoolers, we know that there's digital nomads or a big expat community that we can um, leverage on. And that's really crucial to when you're traveling around is to have that community, to have that support, to have people to talk to, because it can get lonely for you and your family. You know, you're not just traveling and not meeting <laughs> anyone. You're there to actually create a community for yourself and to have a community as well that you can get along with and to really understand. Absolutely. And I think, um, again, coming back to that moving faster for us, we really struggled with that, with finding community. We've, we found, um, you know, a few people that we met along the way and a few people that we've like re-met in other countries and traveled with. But from what we just experienced over the last two months, it's yeah, cha- life changing for us as, as travelers. So it's really great that you were all able to find those types of communities. And again, research is key to all of this and talking to other people who are in a similar lifestyle than you. Absolutely. And we find like those groups, Facebook groups, they're the best ways to to find those people like world schooler groups that, you know, that might have like 50,000 people. But if you go and find the location dependent Facebook groups as well, they're probably better when you know where you're going to find those groups of people. What is the worst advice that you've ever received? I know you probably talking to so many people before (laughs) you started this lifestyle and then now that you're actually in it. So I suppose the worst advice, more on a business sense and like the blogging, the blogging avenue was that only the exception make it. There's a really great blogger that I follow and she's from Australia and then Sharon Goulet. And um, she says, you know, that is absolutely rubbish. And the people that make it are the ones that work hard. And I know that I can work hard and I have a process. Um, So for me, that was the worst advice and really put a funk on on the movement like moving forward with my blog initially is is the only the exception will make it and make any money from this lifestyle like i say to everybody take it with a grain of salt don't take it to heart everything that anyone gives you as an advice because their experience is not going to be the same as yours that's right you definitely have to figure it out on your own the hard way (laughs) exactly and i think also um something that can help is investing in yourself so you know don't want to spend the time to figure it out yourself like i've spent the last two years trying to work out how to build a website and you know seo and all the rest that goes with it and you know like white hat gray hat all those terms that you you see flying around if you if you don't want to spend the time to try and piece those together buy a course that steps you through it you know like it's while it's initial investment it will help you in the end now jackie how were you able to finance it at the start and how do you continue to create income today so um, we're still traveling on savings alone. So um, I used to work selling houses in, in Melbourne and um, we were able to put away all my all my income. Because I was, ba- I was a commission-based salesperson, I still got paid for the first year that we were away. So that was really helpful. And again, coming down to that budgeting before we left um, and also being conscious of how and what we spend while we travel, 
yeah, has allowed us to, to sort of take off initially and to continue the travel today. In regards to what I'm earning on online at the moment, it is very minimal. I've literally just launched the blog properly, like I'm working on it properly six weeks ago. Well, that's awesome, though. At least you're starting it. There's a lot of things that stops us from doing it. And now you have a lot of content to write about that you're I traveling. do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. It starts yeah. there. It does. It does. Let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? A free spirit would be nice. (laughs) Um, Somebody who worked hard to get where they are. I have a lot of business plans in my head and I plan to implement them over the next 12 months to to three years and, and hopefully that will to give us the freedom to travel the way that we want to and experience life. So really just to be to be seen as a, a free spirit and somebody who didn't hold back and who lived life the way that they wanted to. That is an incredible legacy to leave and you're already starting it, so it's perfect. <laughs> Let's get to some fun questions. Some people like myself nerd out on interviewing inspiring people like you and hiking. What about you, Jackie? What do you nerd out on? Well, we love to hike as a family. We've hiked quite a few mountains as we've traveled. So we, um, as a family, we hiked the Mount Gibraltar, the Rock of Gibraltar together. But really, I'm more into minimalism and zero waste. They're my sort of two big things and online business. So I have about eight or nine projects going on at the moment in my head and, and on paper. <laughs> They're the big things at the moment and travel, of course. How has it been traveling with your children and, of course, minimalism with them? How have they been able to adapt to this lifestyle? For my daughter, it's a little harder, just like myself. She struggles a little bit. She likes a little bit more variety than um, the one pair of shorts my son owns. (laughs) It's easier for men in a lot of ways. (laughs) It is easier. Our bags are always packed to the brim, whereas my son, his is half empty and he only gets seven kilos and that includes his laptops. (laughs) So for my son, it's super easy. Um, He hates buying clothes he hates clothes in general so um whereas yeah my daughter and I do struggle a little bit more and my husband loves it too so (laughs) (laughs) well it's also outfits weather wise you don't know we we all need these things but you know what it's a good sacrifice to have especially with what you're gaining (laughs) exactly yeah I'm working on my capsule wardrobe at the moment so I'm just I've got a few more pieces to add and then I think I'm, I'm pretty good but I think I'd only have like 25 pieces or something and I've just bought my second pair of shoes so um, <laughs> I've had one for quite a while <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people listening to this are probably like what you only have she's... two pairs of shoes <laughs> <laughs> she's crazy <laughs> But when you only have a certain amount of weight allowance when you're flying and you don't want to spend that extra money, like you're trying to save money and you don't want to check your luggage, one pair of shoes will do. You don't really need that much, actually, if you're traveling so much. And it also becomes a headache when you're doing that, when you have so many different bags to carry. You actually want to get rid of it. You're just going to be throwing things out. It's a logistical logistical nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. Having traveled to so many different places, what has been the most life-changing meeting that you have ever encountered with an individual? 
There's been quite a few extraordinary places that we've been to and lots of people that we have met. But I would say, again, the last two months um, and particularly the last five weeks with all the people that we've met. Um, so we were we were part of an intentional community that came together in San Miguel de uh, Allende that came together for four weeks. The, the concept of the group was, um, so it was called Stone Soup, and the whole concept of Stone Soup is a community. So there's a guy with a pot and, and he comes to a, a community and he, he's making soup and he's only got a stone and he puts the stone in the bottom of the soup and, and then someone says, oh, hang on a minute, I've got a carrot, and someone else says, I've got a potato, and, and together as a community they make a soup. Um, so the idea of our community was that someone bring everyone brings something to the table for the community, whether it's for the kids or for the adults. So we had like masterminds, real estate masterminds. We had um, Mexican culture immersion for the kids. We had outings for mass museums. And then after, so that you know, and there was 33 families that joined for four weeks. Um, so that was pretty amazing experience for us. And also after that, there was the uh, summit that we attended where there was over 400 people there and 200 families, 400 people. And, yeah, just joining in with like-minded people, uh, learning from people who have been doing this a lot longer than us um, has been something that has been pretty remarkable for me. It's really amazing how you and your family have been able to find these different types of communities while you're traveling. And Jackie and I are going to go more in-depth into that in her extended interviews to make sure that you're listening to that. What we do is is quite unusual. Traveling long-term with your family is quite unusual. Um, and, and you do forget that while you're traveling, but there are other people doing it and there's lots of places that they meet. So we'll talk about that a bit later. That's the beauty about traveling too, is just the amount of people that are like-minded like you who are also doing this. Um, it may sound or seem really unusual when you're in your hometown, but all yes. over the world, people do it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. If And if they don't do it at a level like we do, um, there's lots of different types of travel with family, whether it's shorter trips or, um, you know, we met people uh, last month who's their first time out of the country. Um, you know, so there's lots of different levels of traveling with your family. It doesn't have to be like I said, I'm all in or nothing at all. It doesn't have to be as extreme as us. <laughs> There's a middle in between. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and a beginning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Baby steps, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Is there any question that you wish people asked you more of? I sort of get the same questions. What's my favorite country? How do you, you know, like how much do you spend? Or, you know, like how do you afford it? think you know like I think when you're particularly looking at doing what we're doing the two biggest questions for anyone and any parent is a education and b how do you fund your travels um, or how much does it cost so I think they're asking the right questions if, if this is the sort of life that they're looking to sort of head towards but truth be told we spend less on the road than we do at home that's probably a misconception that you have to be a millionaire to to travel the world because you don't need to be yeah, and then you're putting it off, putting it off until you don't have, you have time enough. anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's people traveling for $30 a day with their families. It just depends on how you travel and what your expectations are of travel. Like the travel that we used to do 
you know, on our on the kids' school holidays is much different to what we do now. <laughs> well, it can't be, right? Or else yes. you'd be broke tomorrow. That's, I would be broke, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are you working on today, Jackie, that's really exciting to you? Apart from my travel blog, um, I'm working on another blog which will be about minimalism and zero waste and with a particular emphasis on travel and traveling zero waste and, and trying to minimize A, our impact, but also, um, you know, how do you avoid all those situations when you get a straw in your, in your drink, like a plastic straw and, and all this plastic that's everywhere, it drives me insane. So, you know, what things that you can do to help minimize the waste is just in general life, not only as you travel. And then I have a, a seed of an idea of creating an sort of like an online sharing mastermind situation for um, people you know in different areas so it might be like my interest is in travel so we get a group of people together and we talk about you know travel and blogging and all the different things that relate to that or it might be about parenting so I'm sort of working out the kinks of that but trying to bring people together and support each other in this online world that we have Um, maybe with meetups around the world so we can sort of put a face to the name as well. Those are such great ideas, and I can't wait to find out where they go, especially, you know, with minimalism and the online community as well. So I'm so excited for you, Jackie. Thank you. (laughs) If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? So at www.fourpackstravel.com, that's our website, um, or any of the uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the same address. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jackie, for speaking with us today. I really appreciate all the tips and tricks that you gave us. Thank you so much. Thanks, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Jackie. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to find an online business community while traveling. episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.